What happened? It only makes the people who did it look totally juvenile. They ruined it, Emma. They're life ruiners. Everyone laughing. But nobody's ever going to forget who won. Who was the smartest guy in school? In the whole city? Rick! What are you doing? Let go! Ugh. I thought you loved me. I felt sorry for you. I pitied you. Get a clue. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show where we watch teenagers get shot for fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, gosh, we talk a lot about whiplash in between the fun, campy elements of the show and the very serious subject matter. I think this is, we, we should probably do a content warning every episode, but this one we'll just say like content warning, gun violence, school shooting. Content warning, school shooting. Because we have to get that out of the way because we do need to talk about the other parts of this episode because the, the parts that aren't very all too real are crazy and need to be discussed. So we're going to do our best. Yes, I'm Evan Goodrich. I'm Nick Sahoya. Uh, and today we are talking about uh, one of the all-time Degrassi episodes. A very, very famous episode. I would wager if someone has never seen an episode of Degrassi, perhaps they've seen a TikTok where it's like, hey, look at Spoiler alert for this episode. Oh my god, why did you spoil it? Because it's like, everyone knows. Uh, everyone knows. wanted us to build up to the moment. Okay, well, I'll bleep it. Uh, <laughs> Do you want me to bleep uh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is, yeah, this is has one of the all-time Degrassi, I mean, like, people who don't even, have not watched the show, they are familiar with what the events of this episode. Yes. One event of this episode. <laughs> they are familiar specifically. with what transpires later in this episode. So today we are talking about season four, two-parter, episodes seven and eight, Time Stands Still, named after the song by Rush. The song features Amy Mann. I like Amy Mann. Yeah? When did she just become, I feel like... 90s is when she's like... No, I understand that was her era musically, but I feel like there was this thing, like, maybe eight years ago, where all of a sudden she was just really chummy with comedians, and she was doing a lot of comedy festivals just as, like, not a stand-up, but just as, like, a person who t talks on podcasts and oh, stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. She had this moment. I don't I don't really understand why it happened, but she was just everywhere in the comedy She just became a podcast a interviewee for a few yes. years. It wasn't like a when the guy from the sur the the thermals tried to have a stand up career after the sort of thermals broke up. <laughs> that that wasn't great. Hutch Harris, I very much doubt you're listening to this. You're a very sweet boy, but your comedy was never good. Was she funny? No, she was not. Oh, Amy Mann. I <laughs> yeah, Amy, Amy Mann. I again, I don't think she's getting up there being like, "What's the deal with being a '90s alt rock singer?" <laughs> Like, no, I think it was just her, like, being at comedy festivals and, like, talking on panels and podcasts. I think it was just that. <laughs> okay, so she just has friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Amy Mann is on this Rush song. Yes. That's weird to me. Yeah, her vocals. That those two... Oh, so was it before her solo career? She was just, like, a freelance I'm pretty vocalist? sure. I think her solo career was, like, in the 90s, okay. and this is the late 80s, so... That's interesting to me. Yeah. So, uh, and the song is, like, 
tinge I guess you know it's like a lot of these song titles it's like if you squint you're like I guess I can see how that applies <laughs> what are sure. the lyrics <laughs> oh god I gotta bring them up no I it doesn't matter time song. stands still because people I mean were gravely injured <laughs> I mean time stands still in the face of any tragedy yeah <laughs> so this episode opens with Spinner and Jimmy harassing Rick as they are want to do and we see Spinner's new haircut yeah, I want to say something before we talk about Spinner's haircut. I'm very anti-bullying, but if you wear a fucking... <laughs> beret. A beret to school, like, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I, I don't want to victim blame, but, like, come on, just don't wear the beret. <laughs> I think berets are fun. Look, I wore a beret to your partner Daniel's birthday party, and I knew it was a choice, and I did get picked on for it, but I stood up for I didn't pick on you. I know you did it. <laughs> who, who picked on you? Name names. Kyle. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I think, well, Rick doesn't pull off the beret, I think is the issue here. No, it's so big. It's like, it's almost like a... I don't know, like a, a beanie. It's pulled so far down. Mm. It's a very large beret because he has quite a bit of hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Weird so, beret. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, well, I want to hear your thoughts on Spinner's haircut, though. I, That's the real feature. I was surprised by the haircut. I forgot that Spinner had this sort of... I could never forget. ...some 41 moment in his style uh, career. And I think what I was more surprised by is that he got a lip ring. So he... Or, excuse me, a tongue ring... So he's he, had the tongue ring. When did he get the tongue ring? Oh, he's had the first seasons now. Really? Oh, yeah. see, I didn't I didn't notice it until this episode, so I thought that he just, like, went to Warp Tour and, like, came back looking like this. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I, I think this haircut is... Not even once. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think this haircut is an improvement on the previous haircut. Really? Which is the nicest thing I can say about I, it. I, hmm, I don't know. I feel like it's a lateral move. Lateral move is fair. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's very of its time. I don't know. I, 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 mean, people... I think my thing is this. It's at least a successful execution of something. For those who have forgotten, it's like a buzz cut, except for the bangs, which are like long and like parted to the side. Right. And, but like also like in his face. Yeah. Lot. If you were like kind of a, a hip lesbian in the, in the 2010s, you might have this exact haircut. If if you're an emo kid and then this and contemporaneously <laughs> you had this haircut possibly. Well, it's the, it, the thing is, I'm I, look. I know what you're saying, emo, but for me, it's like almost not giving emo. It's like more of a punky vibe, a grunge, like a no, like a pop punk early two thousands mm-hmm, vibe. That's mm-hmm. what I'm getting. From. Right. This is pre emo, primo as they say. I don't know if that's true, actually, but this isn't <laughs> what this podcast is about. Okay. <laughs> Music history. <laughs> um, so, okay, so Jimmy and Spinner, they're like, they steal Rick's um, oversized beret. They and do. They, and they throw it in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And then they push Rick into the dumpster Which with is his nice. beret. Which is nice, so we can get his beret. They're helping. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a boost. <laughs> yep. They're a helping Here you go, hand. buddy. <laughs> uh, Rick is, uh, does not... Uh, he's not as enthused by this as you are, but... No, look, I again, I'm anti-bullying. I'm sad that this is happening to Rick. I think, like, look, violence should not be met with violence. And this is straight-up violence at this point, I would say. It's not nice. It certainly is not <laughs> nice. Uh, so as revenge, Rick spray-paints the windows of both Spinner's car and Jay's car. He does, like, little black X. Oh, he did Jay's car, too. I missed that. Well, he does that off-screen, but oh, okay. we, we will find out later, so. Through um, exposition. Yeah, but he's doing Spinner's car at this point. 
So when Rick bumps into Jimmy in the hall later, it looks like they're about to, you know, get into it again. But then Mr. Simpson intervenes and enlists Jimmy as the newest member of their trivia team because... It, it seems like he got drafted. Like, it didn't seem like he had a choice in the matter. No, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> he was enlisted. Been conscripted. Yeah, exactly. So... Have to do Quiz Bowl. <laughs> no, wait, what's it called? Uh, this quiz bowl thing. Uh, it's called. I mean, the, the we will find out that it's part of a larger operation. It's called. It's called whack your brain. Yes, he says. It's quiz bowl. Archie says, "Welcome to whack your brain." <laughs> yeah, which, which is a weird thing to say because we didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> no, this is, yeah, we're gonna get into it. Um, but uh, so Jimmy is is a uh, conscripted because Heather Sinclair came down with mono. Yeah. Which, is Heather Sinclair like a, a scholastic overachiever? That's surprising. I didn't know that she was like a... a... She could, she's, she's sort of like, she can do it all. Oh, wow. She's a jack of all trades. <laughs> she, you know, they just use her whenever they're like, well, we need, we need someone. And we don't have an actor for this person. I would love to see an amalgam, just like a list of everything ever said of Heather Sinclair. I, I'm sure it exists it's, out it's there. It's on the Degrassi, the Degrassi wiki, Heather Sinclair. We'll, we'll take a moment at some point in the future and go through everything we know about Heather Sinclair chronologically. I think it'd be interesting to combine all these traits into one amalgam of a person we never see. Do you think this is like subtly slut-shaming Heather Sinclair by the, like the, like oh she had mono the I, kissing disease I hear you and part of me I did think that for a second but I I think in the reality of it is I got mono in high school and I was not getting any at the time I got it from sharing a cup <laughs> no I mean that's how you also get it yeah. but like you know it has the reputation as like this like proto STD yeah <laughs> uh, I had mono in college and I don't know how I got it but it also has such a long incubation period because you were so like... blacked out whoa just make it out I'm in college bro hey I'm gonna make out with you I wish that were my college experience yeah, me too. <laughs> that was my right after college experience, uh, if I'm being honest. Mono is terrible, though. It was really bad. I don't remember what. I don't remember it very well. I just remember feeling terrible. You feel terrible. I remember needing to go to the bathroom and having to take maybe thirty minutes to muster up like the physical will to pull myself out of bed just so I could go pee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's really like, rough. Exhaustion, like you've never felt in your life. I feel like. Um, Meanwhile, in our um, subplot this episode, Joey is in the middle of selling his house. And, and his... you know how I feel about these adult scenes. I'm he... always like, uh-oh, here, here's the adults. They're going to be doing something stupid and annoying. Yeah, and, and it's, <laughs> this subplot certainly feels out of sync with the rest of what's going on. But well, um, well, it's funny when it gets interrupted by like the actual drama later. They just stop talking about right, it. Right, it just gets dropped. So... Uh, Joey's selling his house, and his realtor is an icon? Oh my god, I was obsessed. She looked like she was in, like, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf or something. <laughs> she was a full icon. Okay, her name is Helen. Her name was Helen, which, she, and she looks like a Helen. I she know. looks like a Helen. She is a, a chubby blonde woman wearing a she pink... a little Paula Deen-ish in the hair, would yeah, you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely very Paula Deen, uh, except... <laughs> Hopefully less racist. Um, Hopefully. We can uh, only she's, hope. She's wearing a pink blazer and she has like a matching ascot. Oh my god, the ascot was so billowy and I loved it. She was 
she was a camp queen. And she was, like, flustered in a way that was, like, not all the way this, but, like, you know, the secretary, the principal secretary in Ferris Bueller. She was giving me a little of that energy. Just because she was so, like, oh, how am I going to sell this house? And she speaks exactly like that. Yeah, just exactly like that. (laughs) She speaks like a cartoon duck. (laughs) Well, Joey is clearly not happy with Helen because she only suggests cleaning his house for the open house, which, um, okay, I was confused by this. I don't understand why Joey is so upset with Helen as his realtor. It's like, if you think more needs to be done than clean the house, why don't you just take it upon yourself to do more things? Right. I guess I'm not, I guess I sort of am not familiar with what the work of a realtor is, aside from getting it on, I I don't know, like, they're they're sort of like the liaison for, Mm -hmm. you know, and they- And they're dangerous. (laughs) Uh, They can be. Yep. (laughs) Um, Ooh, that sounds like a good thriller, like a sexy realtor thriller. You should should write that. I will write it. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I I don't really understand Joey's beef with Helen, but whatever. You know, Uh, maybe he- uh... I don't know. Maybe you just want some someone like younger. I feel like maybe this is age phobic <laughs> in some way. A less foppish, campy yeah. <laughs> realtor. Um, so also Craig is sick. Um, Craig is sick and literally comes downstairs and like puts his face one inch away from Joey and he's like, ah, ah, I'm sick, Joey. <laughs> I was like, please, Craig, please understand that COVID exists, even though you don't. Uh, <laughs> and it doesn't yet. Um, <laughs> but do we, th- do we think he has mono? <gasps> oh, do- oh, oh, okay. Do you think Craig made out with Heather Sinclair? I, why not? He's such a Lothario. I bet he would. I mean, I can see it <laughs> happening. Look, I feel like the two people who make out with the most people in the school are probably Craig and Heather Sinclair. So yeah, they must have made out at some yeah, point. Yeah, these two sluts. Uh, <laughs> these two sluts. <laughs> yeah. Sluts in the night. The sluts in the night, and they both have mono. And I think this is a good theory. I think this is why uh, Craig is so like messed up. And he says he feels sicker the next day. Which is what happens. You think, oh, that's the sickest I could ever be. And then you wake up and you feel worse. It's mono, baby. It can't be a coincidence. Yep. We just web MD'd the fuck out of Craig's diagnosis. <laughs> so back at school, Rick is ready to quit the trivia team uh, because of Jimmy's inclusion. But Emma insists that they need him on the team, which, you know, just makes Rick light up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he tries to talk to Principal Radich about his conflict with Jimmy but Radich is uh, useless. <laughs> well, a, a couple things. Radich says, "What do you want to do? You want me to make this kid like you?" He basically says that, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Yes, that is exactly what Rick wants. He just <laughs> wants to force everyone to like him." <laughs> well, I guess it's like, <sighs> look, Rick is unwell. We learned that as the episode. Well, goes on. I mean, also he didn't. You know, Rick was sort of sugarcoating Jimmy's actual behavior, which to is him. confusing to me because Radich says, "Come back to me when something serious happens." How about you say, "Hey, I got thrown in a dumpster like twelve hours ago. Can you please help me?" Well, I think I, I don't know. I feel like what one thing I will say about these episodes that I really enjoyed was that they really nail the uselessness of school administrators. I agree with that. Uh, like I don't know. I have a very distinct memory of when I was in middle school. I went to uh, the counselor. And I was telling her about the bullying that I was getting. And her advice was basically like, well, have you tried, like, just 
don't talk to them, you know? <laughs> don't, don't, you know, don't, just don't give them the time of day. You really needed a Miss Sauvé in that moment. Yeah, no, she was not a Miss, she was no Miss Sauvé. <laughs> she I was don't... a Miss Nové. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was fucking useless, and that's often the case with school administrators in these kind of scenarios. At least when I was in school. Maybe it's gotten better now. I hope. But probably not. <laughs> There's less money. <laughs> <laughs> so... Meanwhile, Spinner and Jay have both since discovered that Rick was the one who vandalized their cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, things are escalating. Yeah. A feud and, is brewing. Yeah. And Sean is there for some reason? Sean is there. So, okay, there's like a running theme through this two-parter that Sean just happens to be on the scene for some reason. He's, uh, look, he's a social butterfly. We know this about Sean. <laughs> there's one thing you can say about Sean is that he loves to just chat chit chat with whoever's love small talk this yeah way. yeah exactly he's a people person um so it's it's just weird and then like i mean obviously we get that sean hangs out with jay but like the way the scene is set up is that sean is just hanging out with spinner for some reason even though these two have barely interacted at this point in the show it's pretty weird yeah it's 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 odd but um you know sean needs to be there to say like well don't don't tell mr radich you gotta do this yourselves, amongst yourselves. Yeah, I feel like... Did, did, did they have a falling out after the party with Stacy Or who was that iconic girl that I loved who did the Avril Lavigne impression? Amy. Amy, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love Amy. So is that the last time we saw that Sean and Jay and Alex like all kind of being buddy-buddy? Mm, or, or have we seen them since then? I think we've seen them since okay. then. Um, I think they're still on good terms. Okay. For the most part. Um, so Spinner and Jay decide that they're not going to tell Mr. Radich that they're going to take Rick down themselves as revenge. And then, then they find Toby in the hall and they ask him where Rick is. But... Oh, and they push his face into the drinking fountain. And I was like, he could lose yeah, a tooth. Yeah, they bust his lip on the water fountain. They do bust his lip, but I was like, at least they didn't take out a tooth. Uh, and so Toby then joins the others for trivia, quiz bowl, practice, and Mr. Simpson notices that he's bleeding, but Toby's like, it was a skateboarding accident. Don't mind me. Has Toby ever been on a skateboard? Uh, absolutely not. Look, I, I have been tough on the character of Toby. He's been really, uh, boring and awful. <laughs> yeah, you've been a bully. Inter- I've bullied, really Toby. bullied Toby. Look, I'm really here to own up to my mistakes. Jake Goldsby is great in this episode, and I think this is Toby's uh, best arc overall. Like, he's got a lot of interesting things to do. Mm -hmm. He has interesting desires that aren't just, like, sort of manipulative and, uh, I don't know, malicious. (laughs) I like him like this. This is good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's very strong in these two episodes. Um, There's another running theme throughout this episode, which this scene touches on, which is, like, once again, going back to the Rick uh, Radich interaction is that like students don't communicate with the adults properly in these episodes Well, the adults don't communicate with the adults either as we'll learn later <laughs> so it's like maybe the adults are the people who are having trouble communicating yeah i just think it gets to the sort of like i feel as authentic to the teenage experience of like well i don't trust adults to like tr- you know take my you know to be an advocate for me yeah like, what's the point i do feel like there's almost like a tribalism like an us versus them where the teens would just rather work it out amongst themselves than <laughs> involve the adults all right because they're useless as, as these useless. episodes demonstrate 
So, uh, of course, like, all, everyone else on the Quiz Bowl team, like, sees right through Toby's skateboarding lie. And Rick is very upset at uh, Toby's treatment at the hands of Spinner. And he yeah. does this, I don't know, I, I don't remember exactly what he says, but, he, you know, he's, like, sort of, like, getting upset at Jimmy, who has, of course, like, been, you know, in league with uh, Spinner and Jay in bullying him yeah so you know i don't know i thought this was very affecting this is good this all the writing's good everything's subtle it's well paced a lot of the two-parters sort of feel like they're stretching to like fill the time i feel like all of the hour was used very well Mm -hmm. and i feel like these little beats are building Ooh, what's gonna happen (laughs) this is an episode that merits being a two-parter yes you can't always say that i think almost never can you say it Uh, meanwhile, Joey returns home to find who else but Sydney at his house. Sydney, so random. So I completely forgot about this beat. This is so crazy. When she walked in, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Oh yeah, Sydney. Um, so we find out that Craig called to ask Sydney for her help selling the house. Because Helen just was fucking it up, apparently. I thought Helen was doing a great job. I thought Helen was doing the best she could. I think, look, I think Helen is great (laughs) if i could go to any realtor i would pick helen i think she should honestly i think she just like maybe needs a bus ad or something i feel like that's what's getting in the way of her realtying she was really giving me the same energy as um the ghost realtor from uh nathan for you i haven't uh watched nathan oh that's right well for those of you who have seen it she was giving me that lady's energy okay ghost realtor work mama (laughs) so um so okay so joey is obviously shocked to see sydney Especially after their messy breakup. But Sydney is ready to let bygones be bygones because Sydney's an adult. Mm-hmm. And I love this line. She says, because um, like Joey's like, well, I'm surprised to see you after, you know, how things went down. And she's like, Joey, we're not 18. Yeah. And I just love this line because it's somehow meta. It's like as if she knows that they're all in a teen drama. I know. It's kind of funny. Like all the, because deg- all the Degrassi. This is a Kevin Williamson line. He the, came in and wrote this one line. For well, them. it's like all the adult alums on the show, they all sort of act like they're in this like state of like, oh, I'm still in a teen drama. Like there's almost like a sense of like arrested development with all of them. Mm-hmm. And so they're like all trapped <laughs> in this soap opera with varying levels of awareness. And Sydney's just like, come on. Well, because she never went We're to 30. Degrassi. She never went to Degrassi. She never got indoctrinated into this weird <laughs> school that forces you to act like a teenager into your forties and fifties. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, but Joey is clearly, uh, uncomfortable with this arrangement. So Cindy's like, okay, well, never mind. Bye. Uh, but we'll we'll pick back up with these with these two. We'll find later. Out. So back at school, the trivia team is practicing, and Rick is on a roll. He's on a roll. Yeah, right, and so high. He's Rick achieving he's his Rick goals. rolling. He's Rick rolling. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and when it comes to a sports question, Rick is about to answer, but then he stops to let Jimmy get one in, and so this like clearly is Rick trying to make an effort to break bread. Did you think he knew it or not? Because I was under the impression that he, that Jimmy did, was the one who knew that one. Oh, Jimmy knew it, but I think Rick knew it too, but and he Rick was just... hesitated. Oh, okay. Because he kind of mouths, like, the answer. Oh. Yeah, and okay. so that, I think, was Rick being like, oh, I'm going to let Jimmy take this one. Okay, that makes sense. So, afterwards, Jimmy even defends Rick from Spinner uh, and Jay and Alex, who are, you know, giving him a hard time, as usual. It, and so, then they, like, walk off in the hallway together? Jimmy and Rick? Rick, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, like, kind of warming up to each other at this point. Yeah, but they, when they walk off in the hallway together, um, 
Rick kind of does like a Wakanda forever. Did you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. That I, was his ex. I don't. Oh, the ex. Yeah. He didn't get it. Yeah, because because <laughs> then Spinner Jane Alice are like, oh, he's because now he's like, getting kind of uh uh cocky, right? And he's like, I thought he like, was activating his vibranium suit. <laughs> 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 I didn't get that. It was the ex. That's very funny. Rick is gonna show up the next day. What is the um the African garb? The the you oh, know, like the, a. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to remember, guess. Remember, remember when all the <laughs> the members of Congress were the uh, oh yes, guards. like Kinsey cloth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> that's what, that's what Rick is going to show up the next. Oh day. my god. <laughs> um, so later we see Rick at home with his mother, who's tailoring his suit for the trivia competition. Um, which seems a bit overdressed, yeah. but, you know. The scene is very scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Wasn't this scene frightening? I don't know. It this was... whole thing was very scary. When Toby comes in and sees the way that, like, Rick is creating this fantasy that he feeds to his mom, like, I thought it was very unnerving. I thought it kind of sad more than anything, I guess. Um, so yeah, this is the only, this is, like, really one of the only glimpses we get of Rick's home life. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, which I... And apparently he has a dad that is mentioned, but we'd never see the dad on Because he's, like, gone a lot for work. I see. Yeah. And um, so all we get, really, of his home life is that his mom is, like, pretty doting. And yes. he has, like, an absent father. Yes. And she ha- maybe has an accent. We're not sure. He, it comes and it goes. It sounds <laughs> almost German, but I yeah, don't know. Maybe maybe European. Maybe she's just French-Canadian. We can't figure it I out. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I kind of wish we'd gotten a bit more of Rick's home life before this, but... Yeah, they have so rarely go to the uh, home lives of even big characters. I remember we don't see JT's home life until like one that one arc later in like season six. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you see like JT's grandma. Oh, <laughs> you know I do. About? Yeah, I do. So I feel like yeah. that's what they do is they just like, uh oh, we need to show this house, so we're finally gonna like book a location or build a set. <laughs> right. Uh. So then Toby, sh- yeah, as you said, Toby shows up and he sees that Rick is like clearly gassed up mm-hmm. his social life, which I thought was just sort of. I thought it was less delusional and more just sort of, like, to keep his mom unconcerned. Like, to make her feel like things are going well. I see that aspect of it, but I did kind of feel like it was a hint at what was going to happen maybe with Emma a little later. Like, I Mm. feel like it was a little foreshadowing. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't know. Yeah, I I felt like Rick just trying to, like, be, like, manifest. Manifest (laughs) this for himself. Yeah. Uh, So back at Joey's, Craig is still sick, and uh, Joey is still angry about the whole Sydney surprise. And he's like, I better not come home and find Tessa Campanelli on my doorstep Oh my god, Tessa Campanelli callback. Also, would Craig have any idea who that is? (laughs) Deep lore. I'm sure. I'm sure, Craig. Craig loves, or Joey loves to talk about... The good old days. The good I'm old sure. days. Uh, me and Tessa Campanelli, we used to go down to the we bridge. We used to cheat on Kaylin all the time together. We used to go down to the bridge, watch teenagers fall off of it. <laughs> we have to watch the old show. We're going to do it one of these days. My studio is up and running, so we're going we're gonna to do live reactions to the old Degrassi. Just you wait, mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. We'll be on YouTube soon. Just you wait. Multimedia. Mm-hmm. Two, two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig is like, okay, I may be sick, but I'm even more sick of your attitude, Joey. And then he like fucks off. Yeah, that was that was a little like, I don't know, judgy. Also, why are you going to school? You're going to infect everyone. Well. Pre-COVID times. His, we we edu- were wild back his then. His education is very important to him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Rick really, or er, Rick, uh, Craig. 
Craig, Craig. just keep going. <laughs> so at school, Rick thanks Emma for her support throughout, you know, the last several episodes. And he says, when you speak, I listen. You're my guide. Which is a big red flag. I know, this is all very scary. And again, compliments to Ephraim. Uh, Ephraim, we're not quite sure how to pronounce it, but he's a great actor, the guy who plays Rick. Chilling. Very chilling. chilling performance. Yeah, yeah Rick, uh, or not Rick, Emma is uh, reacts with mild discomfort at this point, but she still is, you know, putting she's, on a good face. She's giving him the benefit of the doubt, which I think is is good, and Emma has been, like, trying to create a situation where things can be a little more normal for Rick. And I think that's admirable. So she's, she's just sticking to that plan. Yeah. I, yeah. Rick is putting Emma up on a, this like deified pedestal, which is always a red flag. Yes. Um, you know, watch out for it's, simps. People are not ideals. They're, they're complicated. So Rick bonds a bit with Jimmy before the competition. Cause now they're BFFs. Um, and then <laughs> This is not important, but I just thought it was so funny. So then Paige, like, hands... I want to talk about this. Okay, (laughs) so then Paige, who is also on the Rick hate bandwagon still at this point, Paige hands Rick her cell phone. Her cell phone. And says, Radich on line one, he wants his suit back. Funny on so many levels. First of all, it is a good burn. (laughs) Um, so... Second of all, really <laughs> committing by like handing him your phone. What if he chucks it against the wall? I feel like it's mostly. <laughs> I mostly feel like she burned herself because she looks like an idiot. <laughs> Personally, yeah. Imagine, okay, imagine being Paige and giving your cell phone to someone you're antagonizing for a bit, <laughs> just for your joke to land. Committing to a bit, you know. Guess what? I appreciate it. I mean, it's funny. Paige, I don't... Paige is a master comedian. <laughs> She's a wit. Um, <laughs> so we then cut to the trivia competition, which is apparently a televised game show called, as you have mentioned, Whack Your Brain. The man says, welcome to the world's favorite quiz show. I would say maybe that's Jeopardy. But... Well, he's, en- he's engaging in hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> this show is filmed in a fucking school auditorium dude like you you can tell that to your mom don't lie to my face as the audience this is not the most popular game show in the, in the world. world it's such a wild thing to say who wants to be a millionaire already exists by the way that is the most popular game show in the world they did a whole danny boyle movie about it yeah i guess it's just like i don't know i because I don't think this had been established before this episode that it was going to be a televised, like, game show. No. It's like, you know, in broad... I, I, I don't know. Also, have there been preliminary matches? Is this the grand finale? I think they just take, like, random schools. I would assume that's the format. It's like high okay. school versus high school. I'm okay. sure it airs on, like, their version of PBS, you know? What do you think PBS is called in Canada? I don't know. I was hoping, I was hoping I, he had a bit. I, I, I was hoping you had a bit, I well, guess. neither of us do. Uh, Let's keep going. It's called CTV, which is the channel that airs Degrassi. Great. Uh, Great. So, also, uh, I thought this was interesting. The game show host in this part um, apparently was an actual children's TV host in the 90s. Oh, I kind of like that. In Canada, yeah. Just like Priyanka. Yeah. Well, not in the 90s. <laughs> but no. other than that, this guy's just no, like she's Priyanka. actually 50. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's funny. Okay, I just thought it was fun. So, okay, like they show, as this is all going on, they like show the reactions from like 
because uh, like this is on TV in the school, so all the kids like in their on their school their classroom TVs are That's watching so this. That's so confusing. How how do they have a closed circuit like edited version of the quiz show? How many cameras are there? I have a lot of questions about the production here. So. Well, so we don't know if this is being broadcast live. It's not. I, I will tape. tell you it's not because... Oh, that's right. They mentioned... Later yes, they say they're right. going to cut So this is not out. a live broadcast. Yes, this is... We know that. But maybe at the school they're doing a live broadcast for the students. Wouldn't they just gather everyone in the auditorium? Why are they doing it in this theater? Or is it just simply a question of they couldn't get enough extras, so they had to do it this way? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what the logistics are here. But we see reactions, like, from kids watching via, like televisions in the classroom Mm -hmm. and the kids are so jazzed about this like they're so enthusiastic like when Degrassi scores a point they're like yeah like like it's a football game Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I can't can you imagine this level of enthusiasm and and earnestness I, I think what would happen if school stopped for what two hours for a quiz show to be filmed and broadcast and everyone got to watch it I think the reaction would be oh, good, I don't have to pay attention to anything right. for two hours. I'm going to put on my Walkman or, like, pull out my Game Boy. That's yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I'm going to cut class. I'm going to smoke pot. So, uh, I will Have say... Have you spoken pot in high school? Absolutely not. No. All right, he's winking at me. For the people <laughs> listening at home, he's winking a lot. I, why would I lie about that? I don't know, Evan. <laughs> uh, Are you still trying to get into, like, a, a grad school or something? Yeah, they don't let, they don't let us come up in grad school. Um, I will say, that one kid, so on the opposing team, which I think is Northern High School, is what it's called. Oh, Northern. And uh, that one kid, Mick, uh, mm-hmm. is really carrying his team. Is he the glasses kid? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't like, remember what he looks like. His voice hasn't quite dropped yet. Did he have like a side part? Uh, maybe. I think it, I think that's who I'm thinking of. He was Mick. the only one who spoke. <laughs> well, he was the only one well, who was paid. Well, well exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. It was. Like, we don't want to pay any more actors. The rest of your teammates are non-speaking extras. <laughs> so you are going to carry this team to victory, Mick. Wouldn't it be very funny if, like, that boy just, like, didn't have enough uh, team members to qualify, so he just brought three dummies. <laughs> he was like, I'll win it myself. <laughs> uh, did any of the questions or answers for these trivia... No, I want to ask... Did they speak out to you? Did, it seemed crazy. It, the, the questions seemed so random. <laughs> yeah, that's trivia. So you've done trivia. That, that seemed like a normal series of questions. Yeah. To, to me, it was like... Okay, what is Eleanor Roosevelt's middle name? And then also, like, what's smaller than a quark? And it's just like, it can literally is, just be anything. Yeah. Who golfs what do you think, the most points? What do you think like, trivia, what? <laughs> what do you think trivia means? How it's do you trivial. study? How do you study for this? Uh, do you they just actually... read every book? <laughs> what do you do? I mean, they, I think there are, like, trivia, like, guide guides that like have just like yeah random information that like you should you just have to memorize random information and hope they ask you that exact question or you are there's also i think math where it's like that that makes more sense to me that i'm like okay there's a finite number of theorems you can learn you know mathletes and and mean girls and there's another mean girls thing later i mean that's why you have like experts so it's like that's why you have like oh your pop culture expert or your math expert yeah like, what like a k- yeah like, like a, a k-pop, k-pop yeah I, yeah everyone has their specialty yeah. Every, i think i think spice girls is the closer analogy oh, sure. but yeah <laughs> i was just trying to keep it very now and current uh-huh. i know most uh-huh. of our well, who's your favorite most uh, of our listeners are 12 years old so. who's your favorite uh member of bts uh j-hope 
All right. <laughs> All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did not hesitate. Um, I definitely knew the answer for gazpacho, I will say. Oh, that was an easy one. That was a gimme. There was a lot Toby of clues there. There was a lot of clues there because it was like... A spicy span- or a Spanish soup. Italian. Ital- Italian or he Spanish? He said Spanish. It's Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I thought it was Italian. Uh, I will say Emma. <laughs> so Emma is either the history buff or the pop culture expert, depending on which Franz Ferdinand <laughs> they were talking about. <laughs> okay, that's a very funny joke. Did you write that joke, Evan? I, I did. That's very funny. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> which one do you think it was, though? Oh, I Are you get... Team Archduke Ferdinand? I, or, I would or, think... or Team The Band, Franz Ferdinand? I would Ferdinand? think at this time they would... Franz Ferdinand the band would probably be, be like too current so I think they're probably talking about Archduke Ferdinand alright I think alright but who knows fair <laughs> enough okay so the two teams they're basically neck and neck throughout all this madness mm-hmm. uh, and then they get to a sports question and these nerds are like shit we don't know anything about sports but uh 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 Jimmy oh wait no Jimmy doesn't know the answer Jimmy doesn't know doesn't the know the answer but Rick, because it's golf he was but, like I know about basketball and football you fucking idiots uh yeah I, I do love Jimmy fucking dissing nerds. golf because golf sucks golf does suck it's the worst sport. it's probably the worst one I would say it's worse than football which is maybe second worst I would say golf is by far the worst because it uses the most resources it for so many people and creatures and it's and I, you know I just associate it with the, the you know the elite so right. yeah fuck golf I think it's a real problem golf Jimmy was very based uh, in this moment. <laughs> so, okay, so Jimmy does not know the answer to this sports question, this golf question. But Rick does, because Rick knows all. He's the rare nerd who also cares about sports. Well, nerdy sports like golf. <laughs> <laughs> so Rick answers and gets it right, causing a tie and a lightning round to ensue. Mm-hmm. And so Rick is on cloud nine, and in his elation, he grabs Emma's hand and, and it holds on a little too long. Yeah, just a little. It goes on just a little bit long. A little creepy. Holding a little tight. And, and Emma looks unnerved. She's yeah. Like, oh, she's very off. uncomfortable. And she like shakes her hand. She's like, be gone. Um, this happens to me once a week at Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> it's an occupational hazard, yeah, really. Stop it. Being gay. <laughs> yeah. So during the break, because uh, I guess a commercial break, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy and Rick bond in the bathroom. And Rick is like, I'm surprised you didn't get the sports question, Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, yeah, well, you know, golf isn't a sport. So what did you want from me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then Spinner and Jay come in the bathroom and they pretend to put their beef with Rick aside and they congratulate him. Yeah, seems all as well. Yeah. Rick's really letting his guard down and he's smiling ear to ear. Mm-hmm. And they learn, this is important, that they learn that he's going to be going up for the lightning round. Mm-hmm. So once Jimmy and Rick leave, Spinner and Jay get to work on their little scheme that they've cooked up with Alex. Yeah, and this is where they pull out the the sort of big tub. <laughs> what is this? This big jug of goo. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a, like a, like something you put like laundry detergent in. Yeah. Bleach. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile, Jimmy has decided to, uh, not Jimmy, <laughs> uh, Joey has decided Joey. to suck it up <laughs> and get Sydney's help after all. And they have this moment where Joey expresses remorse for how their breakup went down. And Sydney officially agrees to help him sell his house. And she suggests, her brilliant suggestions are... Make a pie. <laughs> create an atmosphere. Play some music. Have a pie in the oven. And so, her, her only qualification with music is don't have it be your high school band that only has one song. Which is actually a good suggestion. It's so. a great suggestion. <laughs> but, but but that's so general, he could still really fuck it up. I just, Tell him to put on Tchaikovsky. Ch- 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 I just is think it's... Tchaikovsky. Ch- Tchaikovsky. Ch- Ch- Tchaikovsky. 
There you go. Thanks. <laughs> so I just find it crazy that Helen was apparently useless for suggesting that Joey clean. Is but... Tchaikovsky something that came up in Quiz Bowl? Is that why you knew that? <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I know him for his music. Okay, great. <laughs> you, you, you like his early hits. His first uh, couple EPs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the classic. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's crazy that Helen was made to look like a fool for suggesting Joey clean, but Sydney suggests that he bake a pie, and she's like a realty savant. I just don't get it. Yeah, couldn't you just like do a Glade plug-in? Why do you have to actually bake a pie? <laughs> Is a pie that Joey makes going? I to mean, be maybe good they'll be serving the pie for the open house. I don't. Pie's such a messy like thing. To I don't share. know. Does brownies? Pie... Brownies. Does... Right. Cinnamon rolls. I got, I'm just like, does that actually sell the house? Does you Pie. getting a brownie make you like, you know what? I will pay 400000 for this. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Justice for Helen. Yeah, I think Helen, look, Helen wasn't giving her a fair due. No. And I personally will be patronizing Helen next time I want to buy a house in Toronto. <laughs> it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Once back... the residuals from this podcast come in, that's why a down payment. <laughs> House in Chicago. Chicago, Toronto. <laughs> back at the quiz show, Northern High gets 40 points in the lightning round. 40 whole points. And so, right, points. And so right before Rick goes up, he whispers to Emma, this is all for you. And I got chills. <laughs> yeah, I was very scared. She did, she did too. Yes. Not the good kind. <laughs> Unnerved. And Rick scores 50 points yeah. and wins it because for he Degrassi. Says the, because he says the limit does not exist. <laughs> and that's how he wins. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was multiple Mean Girls references of this. I'm telling you it's on purpose. What were the other ones? I'll tell you in a second. Okay. I will tell you in a second. And it's a big one. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, that's overselling it, but it's good. <laughs> okay. So uh, Rick's victory is unfortunately cut short. Mm-hmm. When um, yellow paint and feathers rain down from on high. Yeah, we think it was paint. It's not like nacho cheese or it's something. It's paint. It's okay. definitely paint. It's not nacho cheese. <laughs> um, so, and this is like a clear carry homage, Another, obviously. Yes, carry for sure. And now, then, can I ask you something, Evan? If you were standing uh, in the middle of a stage, and it didn't seem like anyone told him to go stand there, and a, a viscous liquid started to slowly drip upon your head, would you perhaps take a step forward, backwards, or to the side? Was it that slow? It was really slow. And I was like, am I being hypercritical here? Like, it's pouring on him very slowly. And think about the feathers. They fall slow, if you don't know. He's just standing he there waiting shocked. for it. I think he was in shock. Look, I went and I, I knew I was going to get on my high horse about this. So I went and I watched the carry scene for comparison. And all that blood hits her in like one second. This is like a slow drip. And it seems like they maybe had to do a couple takes to make sure his head was right where it needed to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of looking. He's it like, look, Ephraim, I've complimented your acting. I think you're one of the strongest actors on the show, period. There is a moment where he's like, okay, is it going to hit? I feel like... <laughs> You could see it. You could see him wondering if the effect is going to So that wasn't my issue with this scene. I guess my issue was more so like, okay, so like after the paint and feathers hit him, the audience starts laughing at him. Mm -hmm. And he's, of course, humiliated by this. Um, But I don't know. I, so, okay. So in the Carrie, in, in Carrie, they actually handled this a lot more interestingly and more realistically, I would say. 
And that only a few people are actually laughing at her in that scene. Yeah. Like the bullies, the, her tormentors, her like avowed tormentors are laughing at her. Yes. And I just watched it. People are trying to stop the prank right before it happens. Like most people are like not. Well, and all most in of the people are like joke. feel bad for her, exactly. clearly. But the thing is, is that Carrie hallucinates that everyone is laughing at her. They're all going to laugh at you. Yeah. And then so we see from her perspective that everyone is laughing at her, but not in reality, not everyone is laughing at her. But in Degrassi, which is far less psychological, um, everyone is just laughing at him. Well, maybe that's Rick's perspective. <laughs> no, it certainly is framed that way. Why not? Um, it could be. And it's like, this I don't know. Give this director some slack. Mm. That's Rick's brain. Mm, mm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like, I like. I'm thinking like if I were in high school, I can't imagine everyone laughing. I feel like it would just be like uncomfortable silence. I agree. I feel like a lot of the things where people give big reactions in movies and TV, like I, I know that I would probably just stand there wondering what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Like, is is this a bit? Like, is he in on... Did he know the paint was gonna... Like, is this funny? What's right. That? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like usually cr- cringe isn't... When you're having a cringe reaction, it's usually not so externalized. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so afterwards, um, Emma tries to console Rick, and Rick, unfortunately, mistakes this for a romantic overture, and he tries to, you know... Get a kiss. He tries to kiss. He tries to kissy kissy. He tries to go one more more. Uh, and I don't know. First of all, I'm like Rick. You're covered in paint. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, maybe now isn't the time. Yeah. Maybe when you go home and shower, you can come back and try again. Yeah, I think that would be. You want the conditions to be ideal for a first kiss. And he literally gets paint on her. And he does. So, She's wearing a white top. So obviously Emma rejects him. I mean, not not for the paint, but just for Rick being, you know. Rick, and he says, I thought you loved me. And Emma says that she just felt sorry for him. Yeah. Get a clue. And she says, remember that, Rick? <laughs> yeah. And then she walks off. And I thought this was really funny, uh, obviously for... Look, <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. Like, like, obviously it's sad that this boy's life is crumbling down around him. He obviously has some untreated mental health issues. But I did think it was very funny that the uh, whack your brain, um, as he's standing alone in the hallway, sad and crying, the whack your brain logo is playing on a loop in the TV uh, right behind him. So you just see a brain getting hit with a hammer <laughs> and exploding red. And I'm like, oh, that's what he's feeling. That's a visual metaphor. Yeah, this is art. His brain is literally getting whacked in this moment. Yep. <laughs> Whoa, whack your brain. Now the, now the name of it makes sense. Uh, should that be the name, name of our show? Whack, whack your, your brain. brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we ever do like a quiz um, s- segment, like if we have guests It'll on be and whack we make your them brain. do um, trivia, yeah. we'll call it Whack Your Brain. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Joey, in our, in our increasingly oh God, out of... Okay so, okay, so Joey is cleaning around the house and then he opens the front door to find Caitlin, who's on... Emer- and I quote, who is on emergency hiatus from her AIDS world tour because of quote unquote... Turmoil in Haiti, <laughs> which she explains in between making out with Joey. Yeah, and she didn't call, and that's very Caitlyn behavior. You know, she wants to make a big, a, you know, big entrance. How about, like, let me know. Like, I have a fucking, I have two kids in the house. Everything's crazy right now. Could I please know that you're coming home? <laughs> so, uh, a, so A, so I can be prepared for you, and B, so I can, like, make time for you. Like, I want to see you. You're my lover. <laughs> well, uh, her, her main concern is, why is Sydney's name on your lawn? 
Yep. And I would be annoyed as well. Uh, her haircut looks very cute. Her haircut looks good. It's very Mia Farrow. Yes. Mm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the only good haircuts to come out of this season. Honestly, yes. <laughs> but I, w- I was a little less surprised by it because remember we, we saw we it on We had the seen TV. it, but like this was our first time seeing it like, because she was wearing a hat in that. Oh, she was. And remember in her weird like. In her weird green screen like, hostage Like, hi. Video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's great in Haiti. And Don't come looking. <laughs> uh, let's continue. <laughs> I want to make a, uh. What's that? What's that movie that's about human trafficking right now? Sound of Freedom. Sound of freedom I want to make a Sound of Freedom joke. <laughs> uh, uh, so okay, so Rick goes home, but neither of his parents are there. So he pilfers around in a cabinet and he opens a box containing a gun. Bum bum bum. And the episode closes on his eerie smile. Yeah, I didn't know they had guns in Canada. First of all. Yeah. Yeah. And so the episode is to be continued. To be continued. Immediately. (laughs) Yes. Just like us. We're going to go away for just a moment. And uh, we'll be back to talk about what happens and time stands. Well, we'll say what it is after the break. (laughs) So we are back with part two. Part two, baby. Time stands still. It's still standing still. It's Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, uh, it opens with Emma, Toby, JD, and Danny, who is Liberty's little brother. Yeah, Danny's really hanging out with the older kids. Why are... Do they like him? They do. They do like him. He comes kind of like the third caballero to, uh, Toby and JD. Yes, that's true. So, um, they're all discussing the events of the quiz show, and, you know, JT is... Finds it hilarious that Rick was doused in painted feathers, and as does Danny. I, I believe both of those boys would find that funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It tracks. Um, yes. <laughs> and so they're surprised to see Rick is back at school. Yep, and still covered in paint and shuffling very ominously um, with his scary. clutching his bag in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Toby goes to Rick and tells him that you know it'd probably be okay if he skipped the rest of the day, and that you know Radich is really has it out for whoever did it. Uh, but Rick says that this is the one time he actually wants to be at school. Which isn't true because Ooh. you really rearranged your life to come back to the school. <laughs> right. And also, I think you wanted to be there for the quiz. Yeah. For Whack Your Brain. There's a bunch of reasons you want to be at school anyway. Yeah. Uh, he just wanted to be dramatic. Yeah, he was just being a drama queen. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> we then see a uh, Radich who is giving a televised school announcement. Um... And he's talking about the prank on Rick and how, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to find the culprits, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we even see Miss Kwan for, I think, the first time this season. Yeah, she's barely been around lately. So yeah. it's nice to see her. Yeah. Uh, and she I, she does some very good, like, subtle, like, scolding of the students. Yeah. But I do have an issue with this scene because, as we know, it's a well-established trope of high school media that whatever they're teaching in the class has to have something to do with, like, the main plot. And Miss Kwan is teaching them about 1984. What does that have to do with any of this? I don't think... I think we have debunked that it doesn't always... No, it has to to. be. It has to be. (laughs) What would you have made it? Catcher in the Rye. (laughs) Oh. That's close, right? Uh, I don't yeah, really know I, what it's I about. I mean, alienated, <laughs> you know, youth. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Yeah, I, perfect. Or, or like the outsiders. Outsiders. <laughs> I think that's maybe a little too... Um, juvenile for maybe this uh, cohort, but... I read Outsiders pretty young. Yeah, but I think it's too... Ju- I think, like, I read oh, that I in middle school. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so then Toby shows up to English class and JT gives Toby a hard time for defending Rick, which we haven't really seen much of JT and Toby this season. No, Toby's been spending all of his time with Rick and JT's been kind of like a little Just too... not there. He's been not there, but it's implied that he's a little too cool for school. But it's like, who's he hanging out with other than Toby? He doesn't I... have any friends. Yeah, no friends at this point. He really doesn't. <laughs> so we then cut to Spinner, who is uh, laughing about the, the Rick of it all. Uh, but Jimmy is not amused. And this, uh, and you know... It, it comes to light that, you know, Spinner was behind it. Yes. Uh, and so this eventually heats up into a fight when Jimmy, like, gut punches Spinner with the basketball. Mm-hmm. And then and we then... get some classic Degrassi fight choreo where well, they Spinner... grab each other by the shoulders. Well, and but also around. Spinner <laughs> retaliates by knocking Jimmy in the face with a basketball. Yeah. I thought that was fun. I guess that would hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's rough texture. It, I mean, if it's an inflated basketball, that's, yeah. That I think hurt. it would hurt. Well, do you think it would hurt more or less than a fist? I feel like less. <laughs> hmm. I would rather get hit with a basketball than a fist. I guess so. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> don't want to get hit. <laughs> I don't want to get hit either. <laughs> Evan, can we make an agreement that after this podcast is over, we're going to hit each other in the face once a piece just to make it no. less scary for us? Okay, fine. You can have the, the uh, basketball, I guess. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, <laughs> But eventually, Coach Armstrong comes and he, he breaks it up. So, uh, did you notice? I think Spinner is wearing his hoodie from season two. Oh, but he chopped the sleeves off? He chopped the sleeves off. Oh. Made some adjustments. Wow. Um, Continuity. Yeah. I actually like that. Yeah. And Spinner is obviously going through some big style refresh, so I, I, I think the character would do that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like it. Repurposing. Yeah, I didn't notice it. And by the way, yeah, repurpose, upcycle. Do this shit with your old clothes. Wear them until they fall apart. Yeah, just turn all your old shirts into crop tops. Honestly, yes. (laughs) So, back at Joey's, Caitlin is shocked that Joey is selling the house. But he feels like he has no choice if he wants to keep his dealership. Mm -hmm. Anyway. (laughs) I would get rid of the dealership, personally. (laughs) Oh, yeah? If you have a house, just get some other job. This dealership is not sustainable. No one wants your fucking cars, Joey. He gets his dealership. Whatever, keep the house. (laughs) My favorite thing is Caitlin Ryan. I feel like her main acting technique is I'm going to bite my lip and mm, and just I'm so quirky because I'm thinking and I'm scheming and I'm going to bite my lip because I'm Caitlin. She does a lot of mouth acting. She's a mouth actor for sure. She does a lot of mouth breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Does she? I don't know. Does she? Based on some of her behavior. I would not not classify Caitlin as a mouth breather. (laughs) Moving on. Go ahead. <laughs> so, at school, Paige sees Rick staring her down mm-hmm. in the cafeteria. And so she approaches him, and he, like, in his backpack, he has He's his gun. It. He's holding it right holding there. Holding his gun, and he, like, grips it as she, like, goes up to talk to him, preparing to pull it out. Yeah, this was very tense. But to his surprise, Paige offers him sympathy for what happened to him. And Rick apologizes for hurting Terry. I gotta say, this beat really worked for me. Like, Paige, basically her life was saved because By empathy! By empathy, because she's a genuinely good person, and she's become more empathetic because of things that have happened in her life. Yeah, she's grown up. Yes, and the fact that Rick apologized for Terry, good. Like, that that was a great moment, and it worked, and and it was heartbreaking. I thought it was all really good. And then Rick goes back to his locker to put up his bag containing the gun. And it seems like Rick's roaring rampage of revenge has been successfully diffused. Yes. 
Meanwhile, in a subplot that feels increasingly out of step with so everything else going on, <laughs> uh, Caitlin surprises Sydney with a visit to her office. And she's and Sydney's like, look, I'm not trying to steal your man. Don't get the wrong idea. And Caitlin's like, I want to make an o- anonymous offer for Joey's house. And, they, and she does. This is really weird. For $25,000 below the asking price. Yeah. But which is still... I think 50, 10% above market. 10% above market value. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. So that seems fair. So I guess Sydney is good for something. Good job, Sydney. Was, did Sydney change the asking price? I'm, I'm very confused what Sydney is bringing to the table. I, well, that's what I've been asking. Like, I, agree. What was, I agree. What was Helen doing wrong? She said clean. And he was like, ugh, useless. <laughs> You're useless to me. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not a realtor. Um, so back at school, Rick is cleaning up in the boys' washroom, not mm-hmm. the bathroom. Not the washroom. Or not the bathroom. Not the bathroom. It and the he's still trying to clear his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are no paper towels in this bathroom, just empty paper towel rolls, which is very weird. What, what school bathroom has just like freestanding like paper towel rolls instead of like a dispenser that you pull them from? Wait, that's really what it was? They were, like, yes, they were just, out like, of that little basket that they, they no, they just had, No, they just had literal, like, paper towel rolls that were, like, empty. So that's was, so like, weird. Okay, that's like a that's like a bad set decorator who was like, people aren't going to understand if there's not a big paper towel roll like you have in your no, kitchen. No, it, it made no sense, because I'm like, this is, like, all paper towels are coming from a dispenser and, yeah, like, a of school course. bathroom. So that and was Sometimes weird. they do run out, but it's not just a loose roll. <laughs> right, but they run out, like, in the Inside machine. The it's thing, not just, like, yeah. a cardboard tube. <laughs> of like ugh but uh but then Rick hears someone coming in and hides in a stall and then Spinner and Jay enter and Spinner is scared because he thinks Radich is onto them um but he didn't he says he says Radich knows man whoa Radich knows but Jay sees the feathers and the paint and he sees Rick's feet in the stall and so he puts two and two together and so he covers their asses by pinning the blame on Jimmy as their inside man Mm -hmm. who blew the sports question intentionally to get Rick to go up for the lightning round and be, you know, you know, he was primed to be painted. Yes. Tarred and feathered. Now, Uh, obviously Jay is doing this to make Rick mad at Jimmy. And obviously he does not, understand the extent of the consequences of doing that but still i think this is perhaps one of the most irredeemable things any character ever does on on degrassi and i just want to say spoiler alert in two seasons we're gonna love this character and want to spend time with him and i find that very weird we're going to be told that we love him and we will be told that we want to spend time with him. it's well, very hard to come back from this i mean again i think it's hard to say when like we know what this led to but like if you imagine your spinner in this moment and you're just thinking like oh yeah i I don't want to get in trouble with radich i'll pin it on jimmy you know it's still a shitty thing to do obviously i have an easier time forgiving spinner because he was just sort of yes anding and i guess i mean jay's much worse yeah much worse and especially when we see what happens later and the way they both react to it you know like i do think that jay is much more irredeemable. I feel like this is a little blip for Spinner where he made some truly bad decisions, but it's easier for me to uh, uh, forgive Spinner based on what happens after. 
So, of course, Rick hears all of this from his stall, and he does not take kindly to it. Um, So he confronts Jimmy in the hallway, and Jimmy apologizes for what happened. But Rick pulls out the gun on him, and Jimmy backs away slowly and then makes a run for it, but is shot by Rick in the back. Yes. Uh, And this is a legendary Degrassi (laughs) moment, is it not? It, it sure is. Um, what do you think of how the actual scene is pulled off? I have mixed feelings about this. First of all, I want to say that school shootings have, like, gone up exponentially since this aired. So I think it's weird going back to a, an almost, sad to say, simpler time where this was a common thing, but not a, like, very, very frequent thing. Um. So... Looking at the sensational of it, sensationalism of it from that angle, I'm like, I think they did a pretty respectful job. I think it's not too sensationalist. I think it's feels kind of real. And because we care about all these characters, we're affected by how all of them are affected by it. I, I think it's pretty good. What do you think? So I I have like more broader thoughts i'd like to get to like at the end of this but um i guess like the scene itself is i i found it weird the way like that like how they handled the extras in this scene yeah they all just kind of stand around and look well they're all just kind of standing around nonchalant until literally the gun is like no one like it's like no one else is aware of the gun of the gun being pointed at uh jimmy until it goes off yeah and then they all dart in the same direction except for craig who i guess goes towards it because because he sees jimmy he sees jimmy yeah uh so it was mm, hmm. i don't know the execution was curious i guess yeah look i degrassi is not good at wrangling its extras (laughs) (laughs) if your question is how did they handle the extras i agree probably poorly but I guess it's a somewhat compliment to them that I didn't personally key in on the extra. Yeah, this is this is an episode I've seen like God, how many times? So you're, now? yeah, so you're just looking. I'm for, nitpicking. Yes, I, <laughs> I I think they mostly did it well. And yeah. it's a hard scene to pull off. Uh, I just want to note that in the trivia section for this episode, part two on the Degrassi wiki, <laughs> they list in the trivia section they list that. This episode marks the last time Jimmy walked because Rick <laughs> shot him, leading him to being in a wheelchair. <laughs> That's very funny and also not true. This is the last episode he walked, it's also, which is not true. It's also not true. Because stem cells. Because stem cells, as we'll learn We'll later. get to that in Big four seasons. Um, <laughs> stem cell plot, cover it up. <laughs> so, then Emma, okay, then Emma, Toby... And once again, Sean, who is here for some reason. Yes. Uh, they're all in the hallway, and they apparently did not hear this gun go off. I feel like you would hear. It's going to echo. Guns are... Okay. Very I loud. I feel like people don't realize how guns, how loud guns are. They're very loud. That's why people have to wear, you know, ear protection Muffs, yeah, when the, they're, the, like, at a shooting range. Because yeah. guns are very loud. Uh, but apparently they didn't hear it go off. They just see people running... In the opposite direction, and they say, "Hmm, we'll, let's we'll go continue let's, to stand let's go. here." No, they say, "Let's go investigate." They and walk they, towards it. Yes, ah. and then so they see Rick walking towards them with a gun, of course, and he accuses Emma of toying with his feelings 
and leading him on. Insult bullshit, obviously, but he's also mentally ill. It's complicated. I think it is notable, and I think sort of under discussed with regards to this episode that the that the prank isn't what really sends rick over the edge it's emma rejecting him i think so which well you know because i mean at least based on part one you know we see obviously he's distraught after the prank but when emma rejects him that's when he goes home and gets, gets the, the gun. gun. So it's like, oh. you know, what are you supposed to come to? Con- what other conclusion can you come to ex- except that cause this and is effect, what- baby? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're onto something. So then Sean, who is once again here for some reason, <laughs> uh, despite not interacting with Emma or Toby at all in several episodes, uh, he's like, uh, no, Rick, don't do it. He tries to talk him down, keep him, uh, from going over the edge. Um, but, uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, what, what do you think of Sean being here? Do you buy it? It's weird. I know what happens after this, and I do think this is a very interesting arc for Sean. Yeah. So, like, I guess it's worth it to get these characters in this room together. But, yeah, it's, like, it's it's pretty weird. That they just didn't there. do the legwork of putting him here. Yeah, have, a, have one scene early on where it's, like, Emma is bonding with sean over the fact that like oh rick is right maybe you were an outsider you know maybe have him checking in on emma to be like are you okay yeah you know because something yeah something just i just needed like one beat yes because i actually and i mean this genuinely i think most of this episode is really well written but maybe you could have lost like a a fucking caitlin and sydney beat and just had you know a little more development with, with uh sean and emma yeah yeah so Rick uh, will not listen to reason at this point. And so he points the gun at Emma and says it's too late because they already shot someone, which apparently they did not know about, despite the gunshot being down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it, Degrassi is 45 kilometers across. <laughs> I think that's long. <laughs> it's a very, very long school. So uh-huh. they were just at the other end. Yeah, they're having to take like the Sky Tram. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's like an like airport. An airport. <laughs> yeah, well, their chemistry class is in a different terminal. So <laughs> they have to go through security again. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so then Sean and Rick are wrestling over the gun. And then we hear a gunshot go off. And the two of them both look shocked and they fall to the floor. And we don't so really know what happened. We don't know what happened. It's a bit yeah. of a, it's a commercial break cliffhanger. And I will say, bodies, bodies, bodies stole that scene from this episode of Degrassi. They did. <laughs> they sure did. They did. Oh, and that reminds me, as long as we're talking about how this relates to movies, I forgot to tell you the Mean Girls thing. Uh, right before Rick tries to kiss Emma, he calls the bullies who poured the paint on him life ruiners. Oh. So that is clearly a Degrassi or a, a Mean Girls thing. And I looked this up. This episode aired at the end of 2004 in October. And Mean Girls came out in April of that year. So it's either a shocking coincidence or, I don't know, <laughs> the writers had just seen Mean Girls. Rick had just seen Mean Girls. Something. Life Ruiner is not and, a common and so, phrase. And so they took uh, Janice Ian yes. saying Life Ruiner in a mostly comedic uh, moment. But it's in the trailer, so and they said, a memorable This line. will be great for our very serious, dark uh, Trivia episode. contest! It's a Mean Girls uh-huh. homage. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what was happening? The kid got shot. <laughs> <laughs> so then we come back 
from the commercial break cliffhanger, and we see that the police are outside the school, and Ashley's mom slash Toby's stepmom yes. is there, and she's escorted inside. And we haven't seen her since... I guess last season. No, I wasn't um, sure if it was... I was confused for a second because I wasn't sure if it was her or Toby's uh, biological mom. No, no, But no, it's, no, no, it's no, no, Ashley's yeah, mom. Yeah, it's Ashley's mom. Okay. I guess Toby's dad is just like, eh, I got a lot of work to do. Toby's okay. dad is a fuckhead. I'm glad we don't see him anymore. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's an absent father. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Like, honestly, he wasn't doing a good job. I'd rather him be gone. <laughs> uh, and then, importantly... Uh, their mom sees Jimmy on a gurney being wheeled out. And, mm-hmm. she's, and this is, of course, shocking because, you know, she and he and Ashley used to date. So. And, to- and Toby used to play basketball with him. That's right. Yep. Um, Toby used to be their third wheel. So, you know. Uh, meanwhile, in our equally high stakes B plot, <laughs> Joey tells Caitlin about the offer on his house. But he knows that it was Caitlin. Well, and, I thought it was very funny because he was listing um, neighborhoods in Toronto. He was like, well, we can get a house anywhere. We can live in Danforth or Peaches. I swear he said Peaches. <laughs> Did you hear that? Maybe it was Beaches. Uh, I thought he said Peaches. I think Peaches. <laughs> and then he says, oh, you just bought a house in Riverdale. And I got very excited, Evan, because I was like, wow, do you think this is a Riverdale spinoff all along? <laughs> Oh, Do you think this is in line with the events of Riverdale? Oh, God. I I have never watched a single episode of Riverdale, and I don't intend to start. You could watch the first season, and then I would really recommend turning it off after that, because they did not plan on sustaining it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like, oh, wait. No, you already bought a house. Here. In Riverdale. And he's like, I see you. <laughs> I see what you've done. And he, so he starts acting like a little bitch baby. About oh, yeah, it. he's being a little shithead, yeah. as always. They're be- acting like children because they fell in love when they were children. <laughs> but before that they can resolve this, you know, very high-stakes conflict, uh, Caitlin gets a call and is like, we need to go to Grassy now. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, she's got she's got the um, inside connections, you know, she gets all the information fast because she's a the journalist. Scoops. The hot scoop. She got the scoop. So back at the school, cops and canines are policing the hallway. And an officer questions Toby in, like, the principal's office or somewhere um, about Rick's motivations and whether Rick was teased or not. And Toby, clearly traumatized from the events of the day, uh, insists that Rick was not his friend. Yeah. And in another room, Spike and Snake are comforting Emma when Radich walks in to talk to Snake about looking at Rick's email for warning signs. Yeah, as if that's going to help. And I thought uh, Archie's a good actor. Yeah. And I don't know what specifically he wanted to happen, but I buy his righteous indignation in this moment because we like Archie and we don't like Radich. Yeah. So, so yeah, Snake starts pointing the finger at Radich for his negligence. And it is finger pointing. And I feel like if we really got down to it, it's like, okay, Archie, what did you do? Well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, okay, did you ever pull Rick aside and say like, hey, I can be your confidant. Do you need to talk about things? Like it makes it seem like it was very obvious. And then it's like, well, then why didn't you do something? Yeah. But I guess... I guess that's just a, a tribute to uh, Archie's acting. I think I, I think we just no, he, like him more. He because... sells it. No, absolutely. <laughs> he sells it where the writing is like, wait, 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 wait a second. Yeah, where if were you, you actually pick it apart, it doesn't make sense. I, I mean, I guess he gave him a, a spot on the quiz bowl team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like that could be everything. There's a bunch of scenes where he like 
took Rick to like a Seven Eleven, and they talked about life and yeah. looked up at the stars. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "I'm gonna buy you a an a icy." Yeah, let's go get an icy <laughs> in a in a uh, like a taquito. <laughs> <laughs> so Joey and Kaylin, uh, they get to Degrassi, and they're trying to get inside, obviously because Craig is in there, but the police won't let them through. And then back in a classroom, Paige, Ellie. Hazel and Ashley are all completely in the dark still about what's been going on because the school's in lockdown at this point. Yes, and this was actually the scene where it felt the most real because you hear these stories about this exact thing happening in real life. Mm -hmm. So this was where I was like, oh, I'm not having fun. This is too real. (laughs) But, you know, I think you have to do these tough scenes if you're going to tackle this subject matter. So I thought it was pretty well done. God, can I say, this is like dark, but like (laughs) when I was in high school, because I think... I don't remember if we'd been on lockdown or not, but like, I think it was maybe like, I, I think there was like a lockdown situation of sorts. And I always got like a weird perverse thrill. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, like I was like, oh, this is like my zombie apocalypse moment. Like, oh, I'm going to like, have this is like well, survival zombies, mode. would be fun. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be fun at all. Uh, it would be worse actually. We only had a lockdown one time, and it was because someone, like, tried to rob the bank across the street from my middle school. Oh. So it he could have theoretically, like, gone and, like, hid in the woods behind my middle school. Because I famously grew up in the woods, and they used to just go make us run in the woods for PE. So they had to lock down the whole school. Wow. That bank is also where I got my uh, first checking account. And I believe my bank is still through that, that <laughs> bank in the suburbs of Seattle. So it's not a like a large bank. It's the Bank of America. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but it, it got robbed, I guess. They didn't get the money. He didn't seem like a good robber. I don't think he was like running away with sacks of cash. I think he just tried to rob it and it didn't work, so he ran into the woods. Oh wow! Yeah. Did they ever find him? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> another funny page moment. So she gets apparently. Uh, she gets on the shortest, quietest phone call yeah. ever. From her mom. What is this call from her mom? She must literally say, Paige, there's been a shooting at the school. And then hangs up. (laughs) And then hangs up, yeah. Not, are you okay? Not, please call me. (laughs) Paige, so what happens is, like, they're all, like, talking, and Paige is, like, in the background on the phone for for one and a half seconds. For about maybe ten seconds max. It's so And then she shuts her phone. We do not hear anything, though. We just see her shut her phone, and she says, you guys, my mom said there was a shooting. And it's like... Is, is that was that your entire phone conversation was your like i and i even checked i was like maybe it was a text from her mom it was not a text she was on the phone she was holding it to her ear yeah i can vouch for this so i just can't imagine having a phone call with my mom that calmly if there were a school shooting at my at my school it's just crazy yeah she's like and, and by the way do you want me to pick up anything from the grocery store like I, i'm heading there in a second <laughs> do you want those frozen raviolis you like uh, <laughs> so uh again just another you know a minor minor note but Paige's silly. mom i have a lot of questions about the uh, fake accent do you think Paige's mom is a spy and that's why <laughs> this is the americans yeah this, she, this is the americans but with ukraine <laughs> So then Hazel looks, after hearing the news about uh, the shooting, Hazel looks to the empty desk beside her, which... Oh, this was this was where it got really which sad. Which we think we can infer is Jimmy's desk. Yeah. And then there's a knock at the door, and Miss Sauve asks to speak to Hazel. Ooh, no. And she tells her that Jimmy was shot and is on his way to the hospital. And Hazel mm. breaks down crying. Really sad. And, you know, obviously we have talked about how this relationship is... Perhaps a little underdeveloped, 
But still, these are two characters that we care about, so watching well, this happen of, is they're the, very, very affecting. Well, they're the relationship that's always, like, they're like the beta couple. Like, they're like, oh, we, we, we have our shit together. While everyone else is, like, you know, running around screaming and on fire, like, we're, like, the, the calm in the storm. And yeah, I think is, that's uh, accurate. And then, you know, this is, you know, finally this is, like, you know, a series, something, you know, devastating has happened to them. And uh, Andrea Lewis, very good in this scene. Great. Re- some of her best stuff. Yeah. So then the lockdown is apparently over as students leave their classrooms. And Alex is clearly having some regrets for what she did. So apparently word has gotten out that the shooter was Rick by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jay tells Alex that she's like, he's like, you need to you know, cool it. And uh, Spinner is freaking out also after finding out that Jimmy was the one who was shot. Yeah. And Jay... And they've had, obviously, their ups and downs, but yeah. this can't be something he would have wanted, you know? Absolutely not. No, he's feeling very guilty. And uh, Jay tries to get him to keep quiet um, and says, you know, because <laughs> uh, Jimmy's like, or Spinner's like, but Jimmy's my friend. And Jay's like, well, either way, I would say he was your friend. Yeah, whether he's alive or dead, I yeah. think he was your friend. Yeah. So Which just... is a very dark line. And again, I don't know why we're supposed to <laughs> care about this sociopath in a couple seasons. But sure, we'll, we'll get, go on that journey. So Craig comes out of the school um, to the relief of Joey and Caitlin. And then the stereotypical, like, invasive, nosy reporter character i know i really i really want a, a spinoff her name is uh rachel rhodes rachel rhodes great alliterative name yeah like she well she covers like canadian superman or whatever you know <laughs> they don't have lois lane they have rachel, uh-huh, rhodes. They have rachel rhodes yeah and i really want a spinoff about like these two trying to out scoop each other because i did like how caitlin pulled rank she was like oh yeah i'm more famous than you yeah. i'll fucking <laughs> she... ruin you bitch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that really was really that. funny that was my favorite caitlin moment by yeah far. definitely <laughs> It's very like Gail Weathers and that girl who wants to be Gail Weathers. Not Laurie Metcalf, but the other one. Oh, not Laurie Metcalf? I guess oh, Laurie Oh, Metcalf. you mean Posey Parker? <laughs> no. Parker Posey. Uh, Posey I guess Parker. there's one person. No, I guess I'm thinking of Laurie Metcalf. She's the one. No, Alison Brie. Oh, Brie. well, she's not really because she's uh, uh, Sid's uh, agent. Yeah, but she, I guess you're right. <laughs> I mean, she does. They have a thing. They, they have, have a thing. They have a, like an altercation. I was conflating Laurie Metcalf and Allison. No, Brie. Laurie Metcalf is is the Rachel Rose. Okay, I think to Caitlyn's Gail Weathers yes. in this analogy. Yeah, because I'm more famous than you, and I. What can... is Laurie Metcalf's name in it? Um, she's using a pseudonym. She's using so... a fake name. Yeah. Spoiler alert for Scream Two, one of the best <laughs> screams of all of the screams. There are no bad Scream movies except for three. <laughs> but even it's like. A it's, fun hang. It's fun. I'll put it on. Parker Posey makes that movie. Parker Posey's fucking incredible. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, so then Ashley, Toby, and their mom are trying to leave. But then Rachel Rhodes, <laughs> once again, starts grilling Toby. She's gotta get that scoop. And she asks him if the gunman said anything before he died. And Toby, who apparently did not know that Rick was killed, is in shock at this news yeah and this was a great moment Mm -hmm. um i again great acting from jake goldsby and i think it's the exact simplest way to quantify what all these characters are feeling which is wow this character this person did this awful awful thing but he was still a human and he died and that's fucking crazy you know Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's all summed up in that moment. I, I enjoyed it. Not, not enjoyed it. <laughs> I loved it. I, I was having a blast. I was living. <laughs> no, I, I did think that was just very I effective. can't believe I was living while others were dying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, continue. Take it, please. <laughs> uh, we then cut to the hospital waiting room and Spinner comes to see Paige and Hazel who are, you know, going through it. Uh, and this scene actually really got to me because Spinner is clearly racked with guilt about what happened. And also he... some of his best acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he can't even like face Paige in this moment, yeah. which obviously they have their recent they history. Have problems as well. Yeah. Also, I meant to say this earlier. Uh, that haircut, he's clearly not, was not taking the breakup well with that haircut. Right? Oh, that is such a breakup haircut. That is a breakup yeah, haircut. Yeah, like, oh, I'm different. <laughs> yeah. I don't need you, Paige. Look at me. I got it going on. Look at these, look at these bangs. <laughs> chopping off all my sleeves. Actually, that's another thing you do when you have a breakup is you chop off all your sleeves. Yeah. Okay, this track. And you start pumping in some iron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just thought this is a great moment. Like, we're like, you know, Paige and Spinner sort of are exchanging sympathies across the room, but like, he can't, they just can't really connect. Yeah, it's a little melodramatic, but I think because of the character history, it feels uh, it feels earned and, and good and more subtle than it would be otherwise. And then we cut to the Simpson family and the Kerwin family. All We're together. all at the Kerwin household, uh, and they're watching the news covering the shooting. And they're all in the dark. <laughs> yeah, scary. Like, can yeah. we turn on some lights? Yeah, like the, some... a lamp, perhaps? Maybe um, even a candle, at least. Like... <laughs> Um, I, I, this is a mostly effective scene and we're kind of just going through the beats of uh, all the conversations you have after a tragedy where trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Trying to make sense of it. And I think it's like a little tedious, but obviously necessary. Like we're doing an, uh, an episode on this subject matter. So we've got to have these conversations. The thing that stood out for me is Ashley at one point calls Rick a certified freak. (laughs) All I could think of was seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. (laughs) Make that, that pull a game week. Go ahead. That's funny. <laughs> I did not it pick up laugh. <laughs> um, Yeah, it's just interesting to see all these characters under one roof because we don't usually see these characters, like, you know, how yeah. often are Ashley and Emma interacting, you know? I think it's a little purposeful to have some of the adult characters who went to Degrassi together, like, respond to this, like, having the multiple generations respond to it. I... I I thought it was interesting that Spike said people don't get shot at Degrassi. They just don't. When a kid literally shot himself there when she was in school. Wait, really? Claude Tanner. Oh, spoiler alert. Degrassi High. (laughs) Spoiler alert for Degrassi High. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, So I I don't know. I can't tell she was being... I mean, obviously, obviously she wasn't being like literal, literal. But I can't tell she was saying like, oh, this, this, this has never happened. Which obviously is not true. Or if she was saying that, like, this is a school, this shouldn't be happening. I think that's what she's saying because of her follow-up statement. I think she's like... Right. She's... Because Emma's like, it's a school. What do you... What do you expect? Yeah, And she's like, yeah, exactly. It's a school. Yeah. But again, it's just like, well, this has happened before. So, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just, again, it was like, hmm. I don't know what to think about that. And uh, then we get this, like, final montage of everyone looking oh, wait, sad and the memorial. Oh, is there more? Uh, well, no, no, no. We can we can talk about... Well, no, there is. So, um... Because Ashley, you know, calls him a certified freak. Yes, seven days a week. Seven days a week. Like that pull game week. Um, so, uh... And this causes... To- and she says, who was he if not a psycho? And then Toby storms off. And then Emma drops the mic when she tells Ashley that Rick was Toby's friend. He was Toby's friend. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then we're treated to, yeah, this montage, which I thought was very effective. I didn't like the song. Really? <laughs> I didn't care for it. Oh, I, okay. So this song, I know this song. You so. know this song? What is this from? Well, I know it from this. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no. So the song is Rooftop by Melissa. Melissa McClelland. Mm. That's why she didn't get famous, because that name is... That name's rough, It's yeah. not going to work. But, um... She's I, huge in Scotland, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you... I, I one of our own... I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know if she's Scottish. I mean... McClellan? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if she's, like, currently a Scottish... They root for their kin. <laughs> so, I can tell you, I used to listen to this song on repeat when I was depressed no in high school and college. That's very funny. I didn't care for it at all. Oh my god. I mean, it's, I'm not sure if, I, I like this song a lot, actually. I didn't think it was actively bad. I was just like, uh, uh, I don't know. Well, so in this montage, we see Paige, who is updating people, someone, on the phone from the hospital on Jimmy's condition, and she's comforting Hazel mm-hmm. as they watch Jimmy, you know, being, I guess, operated on, or just like, maybe he's just being... He breathes. Yeah, in recovery or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, he's 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 being worked on in yes. some capacity. Uh, Spinner, we see him going through it alone, which I thought was very sad because he, you know, doesn't have anyone to, you know, find consolation in. Yeah, and he, even before this, he was in a complicated place with Jimmy, so this is yeah, interesting times for Spinner. And then we see Sean and Ellie who are watching the news at home. And then we see the Joey Jeremiah clan who are also watching the news at home. And then we see Toby and Emma attending a vigil being held on the front steps of Degrassi. And they hug. And they hug and then the episode ends. Yeah. So what else? What else do you think? I'm... I have nothing else to say. I've said my piece. Do you have any any broad thoughts before we close up? I want to say... That I think, so a lot of this episode is, talks about, like, bullying, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So that's what Snake says. He's like, you know, we saw the signs that Rick was bullied. Toby says, like, he was bullied all the time. And this is like, oh, these, we should have known. We should have acted because of the bullying. And so (laughs) it's just interesting that this episode seems to want to say something about bullying in the context of a school shooting. Because... I guess it just sort of shows how far we've come in, like, our understanding of school shootings, because the idea of, like, an isolated, like, bullied loner who is driven to violence is a very limited understanding of what actual school shooters are like. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, most school shooters are the the common, the commonality amongst most school shooters is depression. Mm -hmm. But that's not the same thing as being bullied, per se. No. Um, And lots of people who are bullied, you know, don't commit school shooting so it's just a little simplistic so and you know and like especially like in after columbine that was sort of the narrative was that like oh bullying they were they were you know they were bullied and they were react there was a retaliation against their you know their tormentors or whatever but it's like if you actually look now we know that like columbine wasn't an act of retribution except maybe in like this grander attack on like humanity like they were very like misanthropic individuals yes. like but that wasn't it wasn't targeted revenge against bullies or anything it was like these are two very depressed teenagers who have like a very catastrophic view of the world yes um so i don't know i feel like the biggest warning sign for rick wasn't the fact that he was bullied the biggest warning sign was that he had already inflicted violence yes. on terry last yes. season 
And so the warning signs weren't him being harassed. It was he was prone to violence. And so the episode just doesn't really address that ever, at least not by anyone who's like who was like works at the school. I think that's a fair critique. Yeah, I I don't think I think they were being way too simplistic with it. And I do think they were just like Columbine is the reference point. But I think I think this was also, though, I think that was still the narrative about Columbine or at least the the over uh, exactly the over the the uh simplified the the, simplified narrative like this was the story that we were still told was that like oh it was bullying and so i think this is like a clear response to that but uh obviously i mean you know it's been 20 years almost since this episode aired it's been 25 years since columbine almost so clearly we've like we have a better understanding of school shootings now um but also, nothing really about guns or gun safety or nope. gun control <laughs> nope. in this episode. Yeah, and I, I would like to get to what we learned today. Uh, On that note. I do want to say... Oh, no, go ahead, because I just have... I know what I learned today. <laughs> there is a Drake. Drake was in a, a, a school shooting PSA because of this video. No way. It's not. I was going to say, like, should we watch it on here? But it's not. It's not entertaining. It's oh. not. He's not even in it. It's just his voiceover. Um oh. But that's I, not very fun. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought I'd bring it up. No, that's a good trivia bit. And you love your trivia, as we know. Does this episode go there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's one of the most uh, go there episodes. Drake did not get shot in the back for this episode to not go there. <laughs> um, yeah. And what is, uh, let's, uh, let's share with the class. I'm going to get up here. And I want to just say um, gun, dr- gun control is good and necessary. And there are ways that we can change the way that guns are purchased without taking away every single gun from every single person. But also, if I was in charge, I would just take away every single gun from every single person. But hey, that's not going to happen. So let's just do some sensible gun control. Is that so much? Let's close the gun show loophole. Fuck the NRA. I know the NRA doesn't operate in Canada, but fuck the NRA. Fuck the gun lobby. Fuck all that. Really? Yeah. See, what I learned is that Guns don't kill people. Oh my god, shut up. Bullying kills Bullying people. Kill, yeah, you know what? I didn't watch the episode. Paint and feathers <laughs> kills. I didn't watch the episode close enough, Evan. And I, I thank you for educating me before you're, we sign off. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you week. for joining us. This was a heavy one, but I hope we had some fun. We're going to get our sign-off uh, game together starting now <laughs> and say, if you like us, rate us. On, um, Apple I, on the Apple Podcast. Yeah. Yes, please do. And if, wherever you're listening, give yeah, us a yeah. five star. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't like us, then don't rate it. Don't rate it at all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, until next time. Until next time. Please do rate us. Until next time. Goodbye. different rush in this music <laughs> there are multiple i only rushes. know leland i only know the poppers um <laughs> <laughs>